Mac Jones is ripped. Matt Patricia is calling plays. The Celtics are title favorites. And The Ringer has a new Boston show. I'm Brian Barrett, host of Off the Pike, the show covering all things Boston sports. I'll have shows multiple times a week covering your favorite teams and with your favorite Ringer and local guests. Plus, maybe Bill will stop by to rant about the Sox. Follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. It's The Mismatch, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states or 18 plus in D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by USAA Insurance. Life is full of tough decisions, and thanks to USAA Auto Insurance, picking your auto coverage isn't one of them. Make the switch to USAA Auto Insurance and find out how you could save. Get a quote today. Restrictions apply. Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me as he does every Tuesday from TheRinger.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Concert, Kevin O'Climber, Kevin O'Candyland, Kevin O'Conflict, Kevin O'Blizzarian, Kevin O'Cannabis, Kevin What's going on? How you doing, Well, man? we actually do have some news. Yeah. Uh, it appears as if the New York Knicks dedicated themselves to R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's going to get a really good contract, upwards of $120 million on a four-year deal, as reported by A.J. Wojnarowski. Um, It was just last week that we were talking and we mentioned in passing about R.J. Barrett and uh, the Mark Berman report that uh, they like Quentin Grimes more than R.J. Barrett. And then, of course, within a week's time, after I ripped that cockamamie story, they give $120 million to R.J. Barrett. Tom Thibodeau's piss. Yeah, he's got to be just all fired up about it. Um, I've told you from throughout his time with the New York Knicks, I don't necessarily think that Everything has been suited for RJ's success. You know, you had this all NBA season that was going on with Julius Randle uh, a few years back. Then you had last year where they go and they attain, you know, they're, they're one of their free agent splashes is going and getting Evan Fournier and then they re sign Alec Burks. And like, I just, they, 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 they've, they've done some weird stuff for sure, and they took a step backwards last year. I don't think he was in the best situation by any means. In fact, maybe the worst, certainly of his peers, if you want to consider those to be Morant and Williamson, uh, with the whole Fisdale thing. You know, when you get front office change, when you get coaching change, uh, when you get personnel change, 
all of these things, I think, make it very difficult. All the while, COVID by your second year, mm. you know, kind of taking over the league. Like, I still got a lot of stock in R.J. Barrett, and I think R.J. Barrett, um, there's a there's a ceiling that I think is maybe a, a little higher, maybe much higher than people think. Um, I think the floor is it's always going to be a good slash really good NBA player, but I think that ceiling is still out there for him to possibly be a great player in this league. What say you? I'm with you, Chris. I mean, I think with R.J. Barrett, the one thing we've known about him since he was a young player is that he's going to work. He's one of those guys that's going to maximize whatever he's going to become, whether that's just, you know, the same guy that we saw the last two years or whether that's a, an even higher ceiling player as you're talking about, where the shot becomes really consistent. He gets better at drawing fouls, finishing at the rim and all that. If all that happens, he could be an all-star, even if it's just a one-time, two-time all-star. RJ is going to be a good player for many years to come. I, I don't have any doubts about that. It's just a matter of what level he ends up reaching. And you're right. Like, I don't think the situation's been the best for him. Like, don't, when you talk about, when you talk about the higher ceiling RJ Barrett, doesn't that include him being in a winning situation? I mean, I, I, I'm excited for the possibility of the Knicks getting better and seeing what RJ Barrett turns into in that environment. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, they kind of, They've, they've split the line in terms of are you good? Are you not good? Are you in a development stage? Are you winning now? You know, like because everything happened so fast with the tips thing and they got some veterans around them and he's still logging minutes, but you, you mean like when the you guy say, on when you that say, team. When you say split the line, you mean like the past couple of years, right? Like they're yes, kind of I mean, straddling, yeah. straddling between winning and development, right? You're not really in a development yeah. mode. Right? But you're also not win now, win big mode. That's what I mean. Yeah. And, and I mean, does a Donovan Mitchell trade get him there? Or is that just a, one more step towards winning? If you have you Barrett, know, Mitchell, and whatever you keep from not trading for Mitchell. I kind of think that. When you sign R.J. Barrett to this $30 million contract, $120 million contract, I wouldn't be surprised if that is a move on from the Mitchell idea. I, You spent a fortune on Brunson. And so yeah, I don't think Brunson, Mitchell, Barrett gets you where you, you want to get. I don't think that, that those three together is that's not the mix to me if you're good uh, to me if you are doing the the Mitchell thing I don't think you do the Barrett thing but 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 could you do the Mitchell thing and then it's like two years from now this other superstar player says I want to go to New York and then that's where you flip Brunson and that sure. deal. So, so like you're getting the superior talent in Mitchell now, and even though the fit's not perfect, it's not your championship core. It's one step towards that. But I mean, I that like that's the Barrett, logic in it. I like Barrett as a big two. Don't Me you? Too. Yeah, I like the, I like him there as well, for sure. Yeah, so, and that's what, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a shooting guard. Yeah. 
That's what he is. And he's also got the ball in his hands a lot. I'm not sure that you get the best of R.J. Barrett playing next to Donovan Mitchell. And Jalen Brunson. Right. Yeah. Those, those are two guys that clearly Brunson is fine without the ball. He had to live that life without Luka. But he was at his best when he did have the ball. That's when we, Jalen, make no mistake, Jalen Brunson has this contract because we saw him with the ball and we saw what he could do when he was pushed into that. And in the most ironic thing ever, you and I are huge Mitchell fans. Yeah, we love him. Brunson wore him out. Brunson wore him out. Like that, he did. Mitchell's, Mitchell's annoying, dude, because (laughs) <laughs> like, like he's awesome. I love him. But defensively, pull pull up video of him when he was playing in college. Mm. Totally different guy. Totally yep. different energy levels. He flew around. The intensity on the defensive end of the floor was consistent. He was impactful despite being smaller. And that's all gone now. It's gone. And, and if you're Mitchell, let's say you start the year with Utah, which is possible. You got to prove yourself. Like you, I think you got to show, hey, Here's what I'm going to offer a winning team. Hey, hey, Utah, we're going to win too many games if you keep me. I know you want to tank. This is what you're going to get from me. This is what you're going to get, the past version of myself. And if he doesn't tap into that, I'd be extremely disappointed. He's you see what happened that. this morning? Of course, everything that happens on the internet is just oh, what happened this morning? Oh, this is him removing Utah from his profile? I mean, that's... It's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> did you see Donovan Mitchell... Got rid of Utah Jazz uh, in his profile. Like, that is... It. I've edited my profile the same way you've edited your profile. Yep. It, it is a very intentional thing. It is. Oh, totally. Like, that's not like, oh... Because sometimes everyone's going to be like, oh, so-and-so liked that tweet. Oh, he must feel that way. <laughs> or whatever, and you try to draw things. But if you go in and you're editing your profile to where, I mean, it says Utah Jazz Guard. Like, you've got to go out of your way to go into the profile settings and then say, yeah, I'm deleting this. I don't want this on my profile anymore. Mm. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. For it is, like, it the timing weird. of it all. Yeah, I mean, clearly, clearly for him, I mean, it's He'd prefer to be in New York. I want. I wonder how much would he actually have interest in being on any of these other teams too. I mean, is that part of it as well, or it's not I, just where, New York? You know where I think he's got the. You know where I think the best fit is. Where I could see like Charlotte. No, where I think like they could win the title. Seriously, who's that? Miami. Miami. How do yeah. they get him though? If he here, hero, a bunch of picks. Duncan Robinson, look, they, yeah. they, you know, you throw it together, yeah, that, all the white guys you got. That's a great fit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah get, get rid of the whites. <laughs> well, Utah <laughs> love, loves taking those guys on. Um, <laughs> go back to it's the beginning of time, they've got white guys on that team. Yeah. So, no, but Ty, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, we got all of them. No. They, um, <laughs> Danny Ainge is he's like a don't you no no first round draft picks necessary. I tell you this, you got Lowry <laughs> and and maybe uh, you got Lowry and you got Mitchell and you got Jimmy and you got Bam. 
That's yeah, that's a great call. That's formidable. Yeah. That's formidable. That gives that's that other that's what Tyler Hero wasn't there for last year. It also saves you from the counting on Lowry. And then the, you know, Tyler Hero obviously wasn't there. Like Jimmy was that guy last year during the playoffs. But man, because Bam wasn't that good. Bam wasn't great, for sure. But I mean, can you imagine if they had Mitchell too? And you ever want to know if you can get that Louisville defense out of him, Kev? Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's Miami. Miami's a spot. Right? I just yeah. feel like that's the that, that's the most natural best fit for him. I agree. And by the way, like he he has ties to Miami because he trains down there every offseason. Yeah. Uh, that's where his guy's been for years now. And so, I mean, he likes Miami. That that's for sure. So, but like Miami weirdly hasn't been mentioned as often frequently. It seems like Washington's the team that gets mentioned quite a bit now. I what know are they was, saying that Washington could even give up? I, don't, I mean, like uh, Quinton Mayo, um, he reported this morning, he has like a blue wire pod, um, works for Bet M- MGM, and he said there's a package out there. Oh, I thought that, that was that, a Wizards that, player. Uh, he's, when you he said, said that name, there, that's, how, a, that's how much I think of the Wizards. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! I haven't really been keeping up. Who's Mayo? It's like who he play for, <laughs> but guessing if the player actually is on the Wizards or not. Wow. <laughs> but right, so Mayo reported that the Wizards believe they are firmly in the hunt for Mitchell. Mm. I don't love the fit with there. what Beal and Mitchell. I don't. I don't no, no, love no, that. With fit. What? Yeah. What are they giving up? I mean, I you would have to imagine that would be a heavy draft pick based package with guys like maybe Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura. Maybe you give up Johnny Davis in a deal, even though he's only a rookie, something like that. I don't know. I mean, like they have young players or any of them good. No. <laughs> so I, I just don't think there's, there's a, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for Washington, but then again, what are the wizards doing exactly? Chris, look, you said you, and you're saying this is a deal that would go to Utah. Yeah, I mean, like... Oh, then we're throwing Kispert in. <laughs> yeah, Kispert's got to be in a, there. That's a... 100% has to be in the deal. We're getting Kispert. That's a Gonzaga guy, too, right? Northwest. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think about the Wizards giving Beal a no-trade clause? I think the price of doing business. Yeah? To keep yeah. him? I think it's the price of doing business. Was, was like, it worth it, though? Like, should did the Wizards make the right decision going down this path where now you're talking about a Mitchell Beal fantasy? I mean, that's that's a weird fit to me. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't love I don't love the fit. I don't get that. I would say I uh I mean they have not hit on any of those draft picks. Yeah, dude. Imagine they if really they haven't. Had. Like to where you're looking and you're going, all right, I see a path to where he's the guy or he's I don't know what the hell their core is. I don't know them. what I would dedicate to. You're not dedicating to Danny Avdia. He hasn't proven he can shoot. We know we know he's a great defensive player for his age, but offensively, he's done nothing. Corey Kispert, last year he comes in as this guy who shot over 40% at Gonzaga, couldn't shoot the ball well. They bring in Rui Hachimura. He doesn't play at all to start the year for whatever reasons with his confidence level. And then Johnny Davis stunk it up in summer league, and now you're now if you're a Wizards fan, you're concerned heading into the year. None of these guys hit 
four years in a row. Yeah, like what is the core? I don't just Brad. Even even their late firsts, early seconds, you know, like Isaiah Todd, you take a gamble on him. He was a top high school prospect. He hasn't worked out. It's just bad luck, bad drafting. And you now still you got Gafford. Yeah, still got Gafford, yeah. I like him all right. Yeah, he's fine. He's yeah. fine. That's what I'm saying. When yeah. we're down to I, I like Kuzma. I like Kuzma a lot. He's turned himself into a good player. Yeah, but he's that's a bad team for him right now. I just, agree. Same with the KCP thing. It's just like like the, what they tried doing last year, it's like, oh, okay, we just got a bunch of role guys and obviously the mantras thing worked out poorly also. The, the truth is is the Wizards should be tanking. Yep. They're one of they're one of the few teams in the league where you look at them and you're like, yeah, they should tank. They should tank. Like, what what are you straddling the middle for, trying to get a playing spot with this Bradley Beal and this below average roster? I just I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, they should have hit one of those picks. Yeah, that's they, how you if, get into the situation when you're when you're rat team and then you, yeah, you know, you got these top ten picks and none of them. Like, bro, you got to at least go one for four on those. Mm. <laughs> you know, just get somebody. I don't think they get Mitchell, but if they get Mitchell, I, I I wouldn't like the path that are going down. That just seems like a team that's stuck in the middle forever. And I'd hate the fit for Mitchell, too. Miami is the best fit for him, like you said, by far. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. What do you think Knicks fans feel about this? The RJ I'd be team. feeling good. I'd be feeling really good if I were a Knicks fan. I, I wouldn't want to give up RJ and a Mitchell deal. I wouldn't want to. I, I like well, RJ they, Barrett. I don't think that part was that ever team. on the table just because they weren't going to pay him. That's not the mode that Utah's in right now. Didn't Woj say at the least Barrett was involved in certain iterations of the deal? He said he, the word he used was a staple. He was a staple mm. in proposals for Mitchell and that Utah mm. valued him. So that's what Woj said. But that's I wonder different. if that's, is but, that but to that, move that's again? But that's different than what was previously reported, as you just said. Yeah. Well, I think that makes it sound good that you resigned him. Could that now be also a leverage play from the Utah side of things? Like, oh, yeah, we did want R.J. Barrett. Step up, Charlotte. Step up, Washington. Step up, Miami. Could it be that side of things, too? It's possible. It's trying to gain leverage Because here? at the beginning, it made more sense when they were saying they don't really want R.J. because he's about to have to get paid. I, I felt that way as well. But at the same time, he is 22 years old. He averaged 20 points. He's a good defensive player. He can pass. He's a good player. So like, you would want that guy. But Danny, but Danny Ainge, he's, he's always had his guys he likes and doesn't like, even if everybody else likes him. With Barrett, I, he might fall into that category, the latter category, where Ainge just doesn't like this guy and wouldn't want to pay him and would rather the Quentin Grimes heavy draft pick package because they, they want to tank. They want to rebuild. And RJ being on that deal doesn't really fit the trajectory of what you're talking about. I'm fascinated by the whole Mitchell thing because I don't... I've kind of had that feeling that the the return he got on the Gobert thing is just going to cause him to have to... have to. They're going to go into the season with this thing. That Danny's not going to get what he wants 
in return for Donovan Mitchell. And so it drags into the season. Maybe it even goes all the way until past the turn of the calendar. And then, yes, by the trade deadline of this season, we're 100% watching Donovan Mitchell on a different team. But this might make it less likely that something is going to happen before the season. I say all that, but I mean, the guy got rid of the Jazz in his profile this morning. Maybe (laughs) there is one right on the horizon. Maybe somebody did step up. But once I saw the RJ thing, I know that everybody couched it like, still doesn't mean that they're not going to, that the Knicks are out. Just makes the deal a little more difficult. And I'm thinking to myself like, eh, kind of, why the hell are we doing Brunson, Mitchell, Barrett? That's not a fit. Yeah, but it's like we talked about it. It's it's not a fit today, but it's about setting yourself up for 2024, 2025, and when you really hope, when you really hope to be in. But you just spent, to me, Kev, you just spent thirty million dollars on a guy that is a shooting guard. Uh, really, one hundred twenty million on a shooting guard. Yeah. If I were gonna try to go attain a star shooting guard. I don't give a $120 million contract to a shooting guard. That's so you just think me. You're too, you think you're too small with RJ, Brunson, Mitchell. What I about the, think. What, 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 well, you are. Well, what about the team as is? If you're a Knicks fan, let's say they're out on Mitchell. They have no chance of getting Mitchell. Totally out. Are you happy with the team heading into the season with Obi Toppin? You sign Isaiah Hardenstein, bring back Mitchell Robinson. Still got Randall. Still got Fournier. Got Grimes and quickly. D Rose, are you happy with the team? I gotta, I, I've got to get rid of Fournier before the season starts. So how? Yeah. Who? I mean, you just like yeah, I get know. rid of him. See you later. Some way, somehow, yes. Yeah, I move off of him some way, somehow because he's one of those guys. It's the worst case scenario. I need to, I need to clear the way for some of these guys. Mike, if I have him on my roster, my coach is playing that guy. So I want that clear. I want that to be Brunson. I want that to be RJ. I want Grimes to be able to get minutes behind RJ. I want to get some wing guys, some minutes. I want OB getting some minutes. Like we got to do a little developing development also. Um, you know, I got big guys, as you mentioned. You got Hartenstein, you got Mitchell Robinson, but I would do something with uh I would I would do something with I got to get Fournier removed from that situation. And I got to get another wing. You know, something that might be a little better fit. Because mm. um, I do want some of those guys being able to get in the rotation. And, uh, yeah. I think that you're still, that, 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 that salary's not going to, that's not going to impede you from being able to get a great player. At some point. And maybe Mitchell, the, the time and the return's just not right for him. It just wouldn't make any sense to me to be wanting that so badly after you just spent a fortune between Brunson and, and, and Barrett combined. And I would look at it and I'd say, all right, I've got these two. Now what else do I need to like even out this thing? And that, to me, it's not another small guard. Yeah, I mean, there there is logic to, you know, holding on to your assets and waiting for the next guy. Yeah. 
just because Mitchell wants you doesn't mean you have to want him. That's right. Well, and Danny's probably asking for the move. He is. Yeah. Just like he got for Gobert. Right. And so that's why you just say the hell with it. We're not, like, we're done here. We're not giving that up to be able to get that guy. And so good for RJ Barrett. And I do, I think that contract has a chance to be actually a really good contract. No doubt about if it. If he ends up being, you know, if he ends up hitting that ceiling that we talk about, that we're not sure. And, and by the way, there, there are incentives that make it $120 million. Yeah. At a base, it's what, $100 million? Yeah, which is a great contract. Yes, for the team and, you know, for the player. Now you have some extra incentive to maximize yourself. Not that he needs it. Yeah. So we'll get to wait and see on the Donovan Mitchell thing. And maybe that's what the maybe that's what that was about. The whole like um maybe that's what that was all about with him taking out his pro maybe he's mad about it, right? That Danny didn't do the deal. And so now they're just go moving on without doing that maybe, deal. Yeah. And so he's mad about it. And there's that story that came out about how uh I guess Mark Stein, since we last spoke, said that the Lakers could be the third team in a Donovan Mitchell trade with the Knicks. Similar to what we talked about last week with, you know, expanding on that deal. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there because, you know, maybe that's dead now. But no RJ. One, 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 uh, one quick mailbag question related to this topic, Chris. Yep. Um, since we did take mailbag questions, thank you, everybody. John from Pocatello, Idaho. He said the Jazz are bound for a rebuild on a scale of one to bright future Pistons. How excited should I be to watch Jared Butler, Leandro Bomaro, and Walker Kessler try to find a place in the league? This ranking should not factor in their awful highlighter yellow jerseys that they will be wearing. How excited should John from Idaho be, Chris, to watch the Jazz? You know, I've never met one person from Idaho in my I life. I don't believe I have either. This is the first time I, as far as I knew, there's no people there. And so this is the first time that I've ever, I've never even read somebody saying anything about Idaho. Could you could you find Idaho on a map? There's a, yeah, because it's got that long thing. Yeah, right? exactly right. Yeah, it's it's yeah. got a distinguished shape to it. There was a song I used to love <laughs> called Idaho. Actually, now that I think about it, who was it by? It's this girl that was on, it was, do you remember, there was a show like, maybe it was Showtime or HBO or something years and years ago. Girl never got famous, but it was called Live from Abbey Road. And her name was on Ser- Spotify right now. And I remember her name was Serena Pallet. And she played a song that she had written called Idaho. And she, and it was awesome. She was great. And I still remember it to this day. That's how good I thought it was. It was. It was honest. I, I can't. I can't find anything about this song. Serena Pallet. Yeah, Serena Pallet. I think. And what I show is this? Her, I think that's her name. Live from Abbey Road. I don't know. Just type in "Live from Abbey Road, Idaho." It'll pop up. <laughs> she was. She was great. So I like that song, Idaho. Anyway, no. What, what are you talking? Oh, like, oh, Narina. Narina Pallet. Narina Pallet. Okay. Ah. Okay. That's her. Yeah, Narina Pallet. She was Idaho. on that show, and I remember watching it. She was great, and her song was called Idaho. It's the only thing I think about, besides potatoes, of course. Um, <laughs> look, bro. 
I mean, you live in Idaho, so maybe you should be a little more excited, but um, uh, there's Jared Butler and Walker Kessler and what? What was the other? Oh, I love Balmaro, but yeah, big, big guard. Who doesn't love Dude, big guards? Whatever, whatever the bot. What was the low, the lowest thing on the level of excitement? Was it I live in Idaho? What was it? <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on. What was the number? What was the very bottom? One, it, was, it was just one. One, oh, two, one, bright, two. Fu- one, yeah, two just, bright future Pistons. Yeah, bright future cool. Pistons being a ten. Oh yeah, bright future Pistons. I mean, yeah, it's one. It's one. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's a one. That's one. one. One being I live in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're going to have a bunch of listeners from Idaho. Idahoans. What? Idahoans. What, what, Idahoites. <laughs> Idaho, they're gonna, they're Idahoans. Gonna please, please, please tell us a good thing about it. Idahoans. <laughs> He's going to have a bunch of Idaho's up in our email. (laughs) Get these Idaho's out of here. Get these Idaho's out of here. Go ahead. Uh, (laughs) All right, what else we got on this mailbag? There's no other news? No. No other? Okay, no. Oh, well, I mean, Chet Holmgren had surgery. We already talked about that, right? No, you're never going to believe they reported it was successful. Yeah, it was successful. Yeah. Breaking, breaking. I hope this week, uh, I hope this year, this is the year, finally the year that someone reports it. Actually, our player had wildly unsuccessful <laughs> surgery and he's probably, uh, critically damaged for the forever. Um, hopefully not. Anyway, more mailbag questions. We got a lot of good ones this week. Um, from Gerard, one of the few longtime New Orleans Hornets slash Pelicans fans here, he said, with Dallas losing Brunson for nothing, Memphis dealing with the Jaron Jackson injury, the Pelicans seem to be set up to have a really strong regular season. My question is, what's keeping the Pelicans from finishing as a top four team in the West? What's going to hold them back, if anything, Chris, besides Zion? Is there anything that can hold this team back from actually reaching those heights? Yes. Now, look. I'm going to give real, legitimate reasoning that is going to cause the ultra annoying uh, side of Pelican's Twitter to get mad at me. Oh, great. I love this. But this is totally legitimate. Your four best players have not played together yet for any amount of real minutes. And those four best players have shown to be at their best when they take shots. They are all shot takers. And that is CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas. All four of those guys are offensive players and getting that to work is difficult. Somebody has to not take shots. Somebody has to sacrifice. In every situation that we've ever seen, right? There is the Chris Bosh. There is the Ray Allen. There is somebody that is sacrificing for the greater good. Now, inevitably, Valentunis is probably not going to get his, he's not going to take 16 shots, right? His shots are going to go down a little bit. But of the others, 
And, 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 and CJ proved to play nice and be an outstanding facilitator, and he is an outstanding facilitator, right? But that Zion Ingram thing, I've never loved it. I've never loved it. And I know everybody always wants to say it works, it works, it works. They're always better without each other. They just are. I think you get the best of Ingram without Zion, and I think you get the best of Zion without Ingram. That's what I believe. I don't think that is a great fit. I think CJ is a great fit with Zion for sure, but I'm not sure that having a high-volume offensive wing is the best thing next to Zion, and I'm certainly uh, not convinced that it would be the best thing next to CJ. But so it the pecking order, no matter what anybody wants to say, you say, oh, they all, every, you know, in the offseason, everything's a fairy tale. But I've seen this with all manner of teams. What is the pecking order? Who's the guy? Who's the second guy? Who's the third guy? You say, oh, well, each night this guy can do this and this guy can do this. There's an order, man. There's an order. With I, I, think, I think the or- there is an order. Zion 1, Ingram 2, CJ 3. You think so? Yeah, I do. The least experienced, least uh, lowest amount of minutes played and the one that is in and out of the lineup more than the others, right? Is that guy? He's he, he's, he's he's a the beast. Best he he's a beast. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm not sure that Brandon Ingram, who I think is great, I'm not sure that Brandon Ingram doesn't think he's the guy. Did you see his new look? Uh-uh. He looks like he's straight out of the seventies. Was that right? Huge, huge fro, big oh, beard, I love it. scruffy. Yeah, he's gonna. Okay, he's gonna, I've changed my opinion. Yeah, thank you. Right. Uh, <laughs> I just had to let you know because that's that's important intel. Do you think that Ingram <laughs> thinks he's Robin? Do you think that CJ thinks he's third? I, I mean, Hell I mean, listen, no. I mean, listen, listen, Chris. Like this, this depends on the character of the players and the level of buy-in. Because I remember when the Celtics assembled their big three back in 07. And this was the same conversation. Who's going to sacrifice amongst Pierce, Allen, Garnett? And obviously those guys were older, but that was like what I grew up with was that conversation. How will there be this level of buy-in? That You're right. You're hitting it right on. That, that This is the big question for the Pelicans. How are they going to distribute touches? Are guys going to be happy? Will they accept their roles? We don't know. We just don't know. But and that's the they, thing. If, if they do, though, this team could be freaking nasty. Yo, for right? sure. If if they do. And what I'm saying is those none of those guys, you got four non-role players. That's what I'd say. You that's know, a those, lot. That's a lot. That's as top you, talent, man. As you mentioned, like say that Boston team, right? When you think back to that, right? There's so many, Kevin, of those moments throughout their runs that you think about Eddie House, you think about Big Baby Davis, you think about James Posey, Leon you think Poe. about Rondo who played a role for them at the time, Tony Allen, on and PJ on. PJ Brown. Yeah. Uh, Leon Poe, yeah, as you mentioned. Like all Sam those Cassell. guys. <laughs> a lot of role players, right? A lot yeah. of guys that came in and played a role. When you've got four awesome guys, none of which are role players, 
None of them are role players. Herb Jones is a role player. Lil Alvarado guy, he's a role player. There's there's other guys that are role players. Right? You know Jonas Valanciunas. You had him in Memphis. Yep. Do you think he has the personality type to be a role player? I just don't think he is a role player. But but does he he's have the personality that... type to embrace that? I'm only taking eight shots tonight. Um, grind, I'm still grinding on defense. I'm still boxing out. I'm still screening and rolling. Does he have that mindset and your experience being around him? I think you will get the most out of Jonas if you get him some shots. I mean, I think he's an offensive. He is as good a low post scorer as there is alive. I love Jonas, but he is, he's not a role player. You know, I mean, it's part of the reason, baby. It's part of the reason that the Grizzlies were, you know, just fine with replacing it with Steven Adams. They're wildly different types of players, right? But all those shots that aren't being taken anymore by, you know, Steven Adams is never taking a shot unless it's a dump off or a putback. He's never taking a shot, right? And so, and he's also just there to augment and clear the way for Morant. So a role player served well having him in that position. Um, they need some role guys that they're going to fit in. And when you've got four guys that are really good like that, you know, especially when two of them are young guys and two of them are veterans, but they're not like old guys. They're not like past. They, they, Valentinus and McCollum are still you know, in prime years, right? Like, maybe, you know, maybe McCollum's a little, you know, yeah. on the other side of whatever his best of his best is, but he's still friggin' awesome. He's he's still really good. And also, <laughs> also like, this is, I mean, we saw it at post-deadline, but this is his first full season without Damian Lillard, and we're going to get to see what he can do more of, like, play, play make first rather than score first as, like, a secondary presence Next to Dame. I, I'm excited about New Orleans, man. One one quick yes or no question for the Pelicans follow-up. This is from Maxwell. He mentioned how the Pelicans are 15th in championship odds at plus 4,000. Ninth best odds in the West at plus 2,200. He said, do you see the Pelicans making the West finals or making it all the way to the finals? Yes or no? I, I would never put them as a... I would never bet them to make the finals. But 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 West, as like the, as the like West, oh the West Finals look West Finals we, how about we've that we've seen this if you wanted to put a little chunk on that for fun I would I think, agree I wouldn't think it's crazy because here's the thing me too especially those numbers like plus plus twenty two hundred is pretty good bro you get into the top yeah. six you never know the way the thing's gonna break you just don't you never know we would have never in a million years imagined the Suns getting beat by 700 points at home. We thought they were in the finals. That was yeah. That was chalked up. They weren't in the Western Conference finals. Dallas was. Right? We'd have never guessed Memphis was going to be have a real chance at making a West Finals. And the, you know? they were, right? And there they were. They had a yeah. chance. So yeah, the West Finals, it's a way different bet than NBA Finals. Usually to get to the NBA finals, you gotta be you could get to the West Finals and not be 
some amazing team that we'll always remember. You, cause that Dallas team was not some amazing team we'll always remember, but getting to the NBA finals, I think you probably, yeah, you need more. One other thing I'd add though, the Pelicans before the next question, can't forget they have 13 first round draft picks. That's right. They could, they could add more. That's right. So I think that's where maybe the bet makes even a little bit more sense if you wanted to throw a little bit of expendable cash on a finals bet. I'd understand because they could get better. Um, okay. Great, great question here from Lance. I uh, said, love the banter, love the hoops chat, discovered a new band in Mount Joy. He said, this is an over-under question. Over the next 10 years, will the most valuable player be won by someone from the United States more than four times? He mentions Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, Luka, Victor Wembanyama, but then Tatum, Ja, Booker, Zion. What do you think the split will be? International versus American-born players for MVP. How many years? Ten. Yeah, I would think the under. So three at most for U.S., seven for international. I would take the under. I, I think I, I would, too. I mean, maybe it ends you up You take into consideration the ages yeah. of Jokic and Giannis? Yes, they're so young still. Yeah, th- these guys are... Luka's inevitably going to win one. Yeah, Giannis... If Wembenyama dominates the way he could, he's going to win one. And Bede will probably win it this year. Yeah, he probably will. He'll, he'll, he's going to come back and be better, Because everybody's going to feel sure. bad. Well, yeah, and he, like, he will be better. Yeah. It's only a matter of does he play enough games does he stay healthy, but Embiid's going to come back a better player. I, as I said, that dude all summer long has been working on perimeter stuff, attacking the rim from the perimeter, pull-ups, transition stuff, Giannis-style attacks on the break. Embiid's going to come back a better player. Even if you just gave me those four guys, Embiid, without even Giannis... We- no, without forget, even forget this Wembanyana. All right, the, the <laughs> Embiid... Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, Luka. <laughs> those four? Yeah. You just gave me those four. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'd take the under for the United States. Yeah. You know what? You know, I'd love to see. I'd love to see. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have Eurobasket coming up later this week, which should be awesome with all those big name guys. But I'd love to see USA versus world now more than ever. Just competitive games on an annual basis. That would be hmm. sick. Wouldn't that be cool to see Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, Luka, Wembenyama on the same court against Tatum, LeBron, Ja, Zion, Steph? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? That would be unbelievable if that was a competitive game or series. We used to do that with the, well, I guess they still do with the rising stars, and that's really yeah. the only, yeah. Yeah, but like, that's not competitive. I mean, like, if you could make it competitive, those guys going full throttle. If that if that could in this fantasy world become a thing, that you would just be run so out of cool. Well, maybe you wouldn't run out of high level. I don't know if you could fill out if you could fill out with high level. Off like the a, benches? A, a world for, team, for, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, don't, I, mean, you, well, I don't want to see Evan Fournier in the game, Kevin. Yeah, I, I know, but like that's part of it. Maybe the top no, end No, Frank Nelikina is not playing world. in this, Kevin. We're not getting all of them in there, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> We're not figuring but, out a but, way to get Frank in the you, All-Star you got, game, Kevin. You got Gobert coming off the bench. You're just trying to figure out a way to get Nelikina in an All-Star game. 
You got Killy in there. You got all your little French point guards. You no, can say they're NBA you're all-stars. Right. You're 100% right, though, that the like the top-end talent internationally is better right now than the American talent, but there's more great American talent than there is more great international talent total. Right. Volume-wise. Like yes. You could have a 15-man roster of amazing basketball players in the United States right now. Correct. All right, what else we got? Hey, R- RJ Barrett, Barrett can come, come off the bench. He is Canadian. Yes. Uh, from, from Michelle in Kansas City, Tyrese Halliburton, is he good enough to become the next Reggie Miller in Indiana? That's been a topic recently. They want him to become the next Reggie. Reggie Miller, he is so annoying on television that his <laughs> career is looked at different. Reggie Miller is a bona fide, all time great. You think uh, Pacers GM, great. Pacers GM Chad Buchanan is the one who said that that they want him to be their next Reggie Miller. They want a mural, a mural down in downtown Indianapolis. Yeah, facing the franchise. Yeah. He's yeah, the okay. one who said it. Is Buchanan also pissed off by Reggie Miller on TV too much? That's tainting the memory of him as a Hall of Fame talent, possibly. Um, <laughs> I think you can Reggie, be right. Reggie Miller's, <laughs> Reggie Miller's an all-time great. Yeah, Reggie sure. was um, unbelievable. And, and if he if he wasn't on our TVs all the time, I think people would look at Reggie Miller different. Also, if he didn't have a tattoo of like the sun around his belly button, people would look at him different. <laughs> but I forgot all about that. <laughs> but in the sense that, that the guy That's can so be funny. synonymous with franchise face of the franchise put him up on the side of a building in that sense yes in the sense that he's going to be a hall of fame basketball player i'd slow down on that one uh but yeah in fact go ahead and put him up on the side of the building who the hell else are you going to put up there yeah nobody else i mean what you can put up lance stevenson who else you draw? Who else you draw yeah, on? Lance Turner? Stevenson's strumming the guitar. Yeah, that'd okay. be cool. That'd be a cool mural. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, in that sense, could he be your? You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not as. I don't. I like Halliburton. When he got traded from the Kings, people acted like they traded 1986 Michael Jordan. Um, so I'm not as high as some of my peers. I know. Nobody loves Halliburton more than nerds. I mean, they love, they love, he is the oh, king yeah. of the nerds. Can't get enough. Yeah. He's king of the nerds. Yeah, we, we love him over here. And I saw his TikTok. Us, he's us kind nerds. of a nerd, so it fits. Is he really? I, yeah, I he's see. kind of a nerd. He's not. Tyrese like, Halliburton's on TikTok. Yeah. I got to check this out. Yeah. You see Bill Simmons got on TikTok? Yeah, I saw it. That's pretty cool. I'm very, I'm very glad. Oh, wow. Okay. I see Halliburton on TikTok. Him and his, his, his girlfriend's doing. Videos together, yeah. So like little little dances and stuff. So yeah, he's the next Reggie Miller. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, he he has he hasn't posted in a long time now, Chris. Well, since 2020, I guess TikTok got old to him. Oh, is that right? I, I wonder. I maybe yeah. deleted a bunch of them. I saw people were sending them to me a couple months mm, ago. I see. They're like, look at this dude. I saw Halliburton in, in uh, the airport on the way to Summer League. Nice guy. I said hi to him. Oh, I think. Uh, Everybody I know that knows Halliburton thinks he's great. Great kid. human. Yeah, great, great human. Kid. Yes. Yeah. Really I've good person. I've never heard a bad review of him in my life. I'm just saying in terms of 
when the Kings traded him, I thought it was a little over the top. I mean, it's the not reaction, like, they, like, like they acted like they traded Michael Jordan in year two. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they, I mean, come on, they got some bonus, bonus, a hell of a player. Yeah. It's not yeah, like they is. got nothing, but it's like, oh my god, you know, like I don't think they. Kings got a Kings. Is like, is Terry's Halbert going to be in the Hall of Fame? I I would bet no. <laughs> I think it's typically a safe bet. Fifteen years later, this yeah. stuff is played at its Hall of Fame. So it's like, <laughs> all right, cool. I was wrong. Whatever. Yeah, I uh, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you. I mean, I think from a, a concept standpoint, it makes sense. You want him to be your face of the franchise. Sure. Hall of Famer. I mean that that's 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 a high level to reach. And Reggie Miller was so ahead of his time, so consistent, played eighty plus games every year. He was amazing. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance has the award-winning service to give you just that. They'll help you protect your home and what's inside of it at the high standard their members have grown to expect. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. And you can do it all right in the USAA app. And they offer many discounts to help their members save. That could put your wallet at ease, too. Visit USAA.com slash homeowners to learn more. Eligibility restrictions apply. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. San Antonio, Texas. A reference to our conversation last week, um, we had a lot of listeners talk about your sleeping habits, Chris. No, oh, no. Having an, an AirPod in the, in the side of your head. Yeah. Um, and how it falls out. Zach message saying how he was doing exactly that, as you said it on the podcast. It was one of those weird meta moments. And we had Andrew Plassard with the title Sleep Mask for Verno. And he says, message, not a question. Verno needs one of these game changer, these headphones. And they are these like flat speaker headphones inside of a headband. I've had them. You don't like them? I've had them. How do they work for you? You're not a fan? So... I only have one AirPod in, and yeah. in, and and in many cases, I don't have any AirPod in. I could just I I could leave my phone playing. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Like you just let speaker, right? I could be yeah. slow. Yeah, I could put it on real low, or um, or I can have the one in. I did have those. Uh, I think they were wired, or the ones the guy sent Bluetooth. Yeah, Bluetooth, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that might be better. I yeah. can't imagine those being wired. I feel like the charging thing was annoying, and I feel like the wire dangling off of it was annoying. And I also feel like my head got hot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, It's like yeah. I was wearing a headband. That was my problem with it. Now that I think about it, that was my problem with it. Right? You're like wearing a head. It's like you're, you know, you would wear a headband if it's cold outside. Yeah, not not if it's, you know. Normal weather out or room temperature, you don't want a headband on. Right. Especially like there's electronics in there, probably naturally might heat up a little bit. Yes. That's against a pillow the whole night. I'd be afraid it would blow up. Right. Yeah. I think I didn't (laughs) like that it was too hot. That's what I think I remember about that. But thanks for the tip. Yeah. Gets great reviews on Amazon. 37,000 ratings, four and a half stars. You think they're all bots? It's fake. They're all bots. You think Amazon? You think Amazon buys bots like Twitter does? Twitter has a bot problem. Do you think Amazon also has a bot problem with reviews? Come on. 
think anything that's like that. Anything on the internet. You, you can't, yeah, for sure. There's a lot take of it, bots Take it with a there. grain of salt. Yeah. You think there yeah. are any NBA teams that have bots? Tweeting yeah. at star players. Your team hates you. They want to trade you. Get out of there. Oh, Get that's interesting. <laughs> you think there's any teams that have bots? I don't know. I think they got enough. I, I think they got enough problems without bots. See all that Lamar Jackson stuff the last couple of days, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, who needs bots? Mm. Who needs bots when you got fans <laughs> that are out there with access to be able to <laughs> at you whenever you want, right? Yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson liked the the tweet, right? About the, the Dolphins uniform, too. Well, he also responded to the guy yeah. saying, they never offered me $250 million. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Any, mm. other, any other questions we want to get to before we get out of here? Nothing else from Idaho? Nothing else from Idaho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's because the one guy that lives there emailed us. There, there's a couple other quick hit ones. Um, one question for me from Ethan. Why did you stop using Letterboxd? I follow Letterbox. It's like a movie review app where you could like grade r- movies or leave short reviews. I stopped watching it because I really haven't been watching many movies or TVs the past year. I'm getting back to it. I got to install some things that I like back into my life this year. So I'm going to be watching more TV and movies this year. So I'll, maybe I'll be more active on Letterbox. You use anything like that, Chris? Like what IMDb? is Letterbox? I, I, I don't know this. I just don't know it. It's, it, it, it how about IMDb, Internet Movie yeah, Database? Yeah, I know it. It's, it's like that, but like a better design, more modernized website. Okay, I'll, che- I'll check it out. So you just type in the movie that you're thinking about watching or something? And- yeah, and you, you can leave a review and all that and like put a four and a half star rating, whatever it might be. Oh, cool. So you had your own kind of deal there? No, 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 no. No, I had just made an account. Like you uh, can sign up, yeah. That's all. But did you review movies or something? Yeah, I had a couple of reviews on there. Well, let me uh, want me to pull one up for you, Chris, or something? Oh yeah, dude. I used to read the Rotten Tomato ones for the for the bad stuff. Oh, see the the uh, tomatoes. Yeah, like people that hate the movies, right? What was that one that? Uh, oh, what was that one that you know? You know, like you'll like look up one for like Top Gun Maverick, and it's like yeah. While might be fun for some, just another example of the male patriarchy and the problems with like, oh, shut up. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, lady. Yeah. Just, yeah, the, can some, we just watch the, Top Gun Maverick, okay? Some, some of those critic reviews that are just trying to get their points on Twitter. Yeah, but, uh, right. My, my review for The Invisible Man, you ever see that movie? I said, entertaining. It's like a really, really good Lifetime movie. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on now. It, it's called The What? The Invisible Man. Oh, the Invisible Man! It's a, it's the Anthony Davis yeah. documentary. God, you ever see Tiger Tail? That's another one I got a review on. It said I was moved by Tiger Tail. <laughs> you were moved. It tells the story of the challenges oh, of an uh, immigrant family. Why did family. you just write? I was high when I watched Tiger Tail. <laughs> I wasn't high when I watched it. <laughs> what is Tiger Tail? What is that? The porno? It's a, no, it's not. I just uh, I said I was getting it. It's a story of an immigrant family. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. terrible! It's a it's a deep movie. It, it, it's a man reflects on the lost love of his youth and his long ago journey from Taiwan to America as he begins to reconnect with his estranged daughter. It's a really good movie. Alan Yang, he's been on Bill's Pod, I believe. Great movie. How about when Harry met Sally? Last one here. Yeah, I've watched yeah. when Harry met uh, Sally. I, the I Billy Crystal. It, yeah, I gave it four and a half stars. This oh. is my review. 
when Harry you. when Harry Mancelli feels real, I mean, it doesn't feel like I'm watching Billy Crystal play a guy named Harry and Meg Ryan portray a woman called Sally. It actually feels like I'm watching two real people named Harry and Sally. There's a sense of realism and authenticity from their dynamic personalities. The things this is so fucking corny. The things they say <laughs> and the choices they make. They're both just trying to figure out who they are, which is a feeling everyone could relate to at one point in their lives. It's their relatable imperfections that make When Harry Met Sally such a rewatchable rom-com. So what chick were you trying to get when you wrote that review and then sent it to her and said, hey, did you ever read my review of When Harry Met Sally? No, in March 2020, nobody. I was stuck at home watching movies during the pandemic. Kevin O. Critic. I was not doing any dating at the time. Is that what you put on there, Kevin O. Critic? No, I got a corny picture of me, though, with the, the green screen behind me. And, uh... And like a, let me, let me just send it. Are those the only movies you reviewed on there? No, I got other reviews on there too. Oh. I got, I got White Men Can't Jump. I'm going to read them all. And Annihilation, The Hunt. And that's it for, for the reviews. That's all. You should check out my grades though. My five star movies. Oh. You want, you want to know the five stars? How many are there? Five star rated movies. What is the Killian Hayes of movies? <laughs> oh my God. That's a great question. <laughs> okay, tell, tell me okay I'm gonna, I'm Le gonna Demour, it is a French movie <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rattle off the movies about a catfish <laughs> I'm gonna rattle off the movies I have rated as five of five stars okay. on Letterboxd Parasite Inglorious Bastards The Matrix Old Boy the original from 2003 V for Vendetta Taxi Driver Scarface a Clockwork Orange, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Django Unchained, The Shining, Goodfellas, Fight Club, Inception, Breaking Bad, oh, that's TV, American History X, Fargo, Kill Bill, Volume 2, Gladiator, Slumdog Millionaire, Titanic, Goodwill Hunting, Interstellar, Whiplash. That's a good list. That's a really good list. Slumdog Millionaire is the one that I... I think people could argue that like, yeah. some of those aren't, like, you know. Yeah. For sure. But, it, but it's a personal rating. I don't care about, you know, oh, it's filmed this way. They could have done this better. There's this plot hole here in Interstellar. Interstellar made me feel like I was going through a black hole when I watched that on IMAX. That's what I care about is the feeling I get. But that, that's the Killian Hayes of movies. No, that... <laughs> It made me feel like I was going into the play. Yeah. Craig, thanks, Christopher Nolan. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You ever seen you ever seen Interstellar in theaters, Chris? No. I've never Damn seen it, it a, on a TV screen. Mm, that's too bad. Whiplash? I've been meaning to watch that since it came out. Five oh, you haven't seen ago. that either? I still never watched it. No. That's a great that, that looks like my kind of movie, too. Controversial lending. Sure, I'd. Great movie. Yeah. How about Slumdog Millionaire? That's the yeah, one where people are like, you, you rated Slumdog Millionaire that high? Yeah, Slumdog Millionaire makes me feel It was good, awesome man. when it first came out. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great movie. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched it again, but I remember feeling some kind of way when it did come out. I liked it. Parasite? Didn't see it. You see my... You see I have to read, right? Sub, yeah, you don't do subtitles, do you? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just depends. Well, I mean, Parasite's... So I know. That's... Unbelievable. I'm film. gonna watch it. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't I I, I don't, I don't how, do how about this. some of those older movies? One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Well, 
A Clockwork Orange, The Shining. You never saw those either? No, uh, the Stanley Kubrick ones. No. Yeah. I just watched, I, I just started watching uh, the, I just went and seeked out that, uh, that first Paul Thomas Anderson one. I wow. did do that. Part eight. I liked it. Bro. How about, how about Taxi Driver with De Niro? When You're I was talking to me, like after, uh, you know, in high school or something. It didn't come out when I was in high school. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not, you're not, you're not <laughs> that, you're not like that old. I'm not that old. Yeah, you're not that old. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, that was like one of those movies that it was like, oh, yeah, kind of like the Scarface that you mentioned, where it was kind of like doing something we weren't supposed to be doing. Yeah. At my buddy's house. You know, that's when people cared deeply about, you know, R rated and vulgarity and adults watched R rated. And so, if we were watching like an R-rated movie or something, we were doing something we weren't supposed to be doing. Is that a thing nowadays still with your kids? No, not, no, no really, not internet. anymore. Because of the internet. Well, kids, because the kids have TikTok. No, I just, I just berate my son. I mean, I hear it come out of his thing, and I and I put like the protections and stuff on it. it doesn't stop it. It's, it's, yeah. It, and then the video game, <laughs> the video game culture is the worst. They just. Oh my goodness! These people are all Scarface. Oh, uh, it's. <laughs> they, they all talk like Tony Montana. I swear yeah. to God, every time I, every time I hear any of those videos he's playing. Yeah. I mean. I love it. They, you curse all the time on there, Kevin. No, o I don't. cursor. No, I, I I talk trash sometimes though. I, I'm a I'm I think video games make you toxic when you're in that world. You it you you become you feel it. like you're playing you're, a character. You're fighting for your life. <laughs> when I play Warzone, I want to be the last to survive. I want to win. Oh, I'll tell you this. I know how much it matters because I, I walked up. I was looking for something I lost up in my game room the other day. And this little, ugh, I don't even want to get into it. It, it, was, it. I saw three broken controllers. Really? Yeah. He's obviously replaced. Obviously. Wow. He, I now, now keep in mind, he's never mentioned a word to me. Well, were these controllers smashed? Smashed, like, bro. Like you gotta, like you gotta, you gotta get off. that. You gotta get that out of them. No, I'm get saying that, a get, piece yeah. off of it. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. So he's I'm smashing like them the, though. Physically, like the, he's he's yes. throwing his controllers. Yes, he threw, or he hit the, or he hit the, you know, the, what do they call it? Armrest. He slams it against the armrest. Yeah. I think I, I think I've probably broken one controller in my life purposely when I when I was really young because I told him when I got it this is it yeah you break this controller you don't get another controller oh, okay? I love it that's good so then I see there's like two or three broken controllers up there so I go back down I said where did you get the controller <laughs> I asked mom <laughs> every time I go to play golf. That's when he'll like sneak and he'll say, Mom, can you take me to Target or something? <laughs> he uses his money. Uh, oh, he uses good. his okay, money. Yeah. Okay, but he doesn't cool. even mention that he broke the one I got. Wow. Wow. But I know that there's, uh, where did the other ones come from? I said, where did all those controllers come from? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, <laughs> I saw three broken controllers up there. <laughs> I'm like, where did the new ones come from? He's like, I bought them. So what do you mean bought him? He said, Mama took me to GameStop. I, I had those gift certificates for my birthday. And I was like, you're an idiot. What games is he playing that get him so mad? Have I teabagged his ass and you know, no, Warzone? No, you don't play that. that happened? Okay, you don't play that. Right. Two, two, 2K, <laughs> 2K, 
2K Madden. Oh, 2K Madden. Fortnite. Play some different games. Fortnite. Why play Madden? Madden's horrible. Madden is the worst game. What's he playing Madden for? I just got the new one. I did. It's terrible. I, but I mean, I, I, so I'm not like one of these gamer nerds like y'all. I just like it, it's, it's the same as it's always been for me. I'm not playing it. I'm, I, look, Kevin, I'm never going to be on that, uh, on a Madden TV show. I'm never going to win money playing this thing. I am doing it for like the arcade. I'm a fired up. I got 30 minutes. I'm going to play some video yeah. games. You should have it's both. It's good if you're doing that. Yes, they should have the, you know, casual fan experience. Yeah, but all that minutia, I they, don't care about all that I know, stuff. I know, but like they should have that for the people who do. Well, yeah. I, There's so many glitches in that game. Franchise mode's been diluted. I don't know, man. You know, like. To me, it's. The game, the, what the game was when I used to play that, 04, well, really 02 from, to 08, 09, when the game was as great as it was back then when 2K was still around and those, those games were always getting better every single year. Because 2K, NFL 2K was such a competitive product. It was so good. They got better every year. The game has not improved in the 10 plus years since then in the ways that it should have. It's an embarrassment. The only games that I've played so much that I would care about would be like Hot Shots Golf. Every version of those I play, I mean, I played an insane amount of hours. All Is that that arcade game? Hot sh- the, yeah, Hot Shots. The spinning, the, like the, the little wheel, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Hot Shots Golf is cartoon, like they're cartoon characters. Golf. Okay. It's the best it's my favorite ever. I've played it hundreds of thousands of hours, probably, between Hot Shots Golf 1 through whatever the last one was. Um, but the last one that I, like, cared, cared was the the last baseball with Manny Ramirez on the cover. MVP oh, baseball. MVP. Oh, that was a great game. That one. I played a, I played a 162-game yeah. season on that. Oh, yeah. But that this is 20 a, years ago. That was a great game. Yes. I, I think... Because then the next year they came out with like the road to Omaha or some crap and yeah, it was just yeah. college baseball. Because they lost the rights or yeah, whatever. That's right. But that's the last one. That's the last game. In college I played a bunch, but like that's the last game that I remember like taking over my life. Uh, I uh, I don't play the MLB The Show, but I've heard that's really good Great. for a baseball game. Yeah, I've, I heard that's, I've heard that's sensational. I played it a lot because you could just fire those up and play the challenges. I like playing those. Because yeah. that's something quick. You know what I mean? So, like, they have all kinds of challenges for you to win the stuff. So, like, I go in, like, I'll just give you an example. It, one of your challenges will be, like, uh, get a, you got three innings left. Get, uh, in order to get this Brooks Robinson card where he's part, you know, he's in your deck, you've got to strike out six batters in the next three innings with Clayton Kershaw. And then you go and you do it. And if you fail, you got to try it again. If you fail, you got to try it again, right? And you're trying to get six strikeouts in three innings, right? To an inning mm. with, uh, and they have like all those or like hit, hit a home run with Albert Pujols and then it'll give you four at bats to try to get a home run with Albert Pujols in the game. And so it just fast forwards to all of these like moments in the game. That's, that's the fun part for me. And that's quick. Cause I ain't got a lot of time to be sitting there playing like these long ass games. Yeah. How old is William right now? I got things to do. Twelve. 
12? Hmm. Yes. I wonder, I wonder if he'll if he'll be in on uh, the next Call of Duty coming out. Maybe. Later later this year. I haven't See, let him get it yet. Yeah. Yo, you haven't let him. Uh-uh. Now, Call of Duty I is know. talks. It's adult. Yeah, it's talks. Even I, the characters in the game swear, like the animated characters, they swear. I see the way they talk. I see yeah, the way like, the people that play it talk. You know, I don't like, want to around a bunch of creeps like you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to protect this kid. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure Fortnite's that much better. Probably not. That's probably not. Call of Duty's the adult. I feel like Call of Duty, yeah. like strangers are all talking yeah. to each other, though. Yeah. Fortnite we'll, ain't we'll, talking we'll, to strangers. We'll, he's we'll just talking would to be a, little boys. Oh, oh yeah, because his, his friends still play uh, yeah. Fortnite. Yeah, they just do those whatever. Eventually, there will be a shift. One of them will get Call of Duty, and then oh, all I of know, them will play I Call know. of Duty. There will be a shift. It's coming, Chris. And then, <sighs> and then I'll see him out there on the uh, in Morrison, and I'll smoke his ass. Just smoke him. Uh, take all your frustrations towards me. You take him out of my poor son. Rudy right. Gobert! Uh, it's, it's great! <laughs> it's going to do it for today's show. Thank you to our executive producer, Jesse Lopez, as always. Have a good one. 